Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. The whole meaning of our life, of our very existence, has always only been really about one thing, and that is love. We've made life very complex. All these rules and questions and complexities of our life that we've invented and introduced into our lives that confuse us about what's important, what's life about, But really, life has always been just about love from our very creation. And in the beginning, when God first made man, it was simple. God gave man a wonderful life, rich and sumptuous in paradise. It was full of goodness and provision. He had a rewarding career in front of him. Wonderful staff who always did what they were told and never complained. Uh, You know, the elephant would haul things for him, and the hippopotamus, they just were delighted to to do their job. Now there was, of course, we know about this pesky little snake slithering about, and there, you know, but as long as man paid him no, no attention, there was no harm, no foul there, just ignore him. And there was one other thing, there was a a little rule, a little rule imposed on man, Uh, but it was a, a single don't, just one little don't, it wasn't complicated. Just don't do this one thing. So it's this utopian life that God gave man. It was very simple. Other than these two little small little things, ignore the pesky snake and just don't do this one little thing. That's all he had to worry about. Keep this obedience. Keep this commandment. But the obedience that God gave man not to eat of the tree wasn't simply for obedience sake. It meant something. It meant something deeper, this rule, this seemingly arbitrary rule, this prohibition. In reality, what this meant for man was it was meant to be a manifestation of his trust in God, his love for God. To love God is to trust God, to know, to be convinced that God loves you. And that God has only your best interest at heart. When he tells you to do something or not to do something, you know with absolute certainty that God is instructing you because he loves you and because he has your best interest at heart. The first mistake we know that man made is when he, she, listened to the serpent, engaged the serpent, and then believed and was pulled into his lie. And man's first great sin, which was the downfall of our race, was that he began to suspect God of malevolence. Man began to suspect that God had given this prohibition not to eat out of his own self-interest. Not for our benefit, but to protect himself from something. So man became suspicious of God's love. That's really the root of all our sin to this very day, I think. 
our sin, our fears, our insecurities. The root is because we are suspicious of God's love. And so man, in his suspicion of God, set out to usurp God's authority and power. So he took and he ate, he broke the commandment. And basically by doing this, what he was saying was, I will make my own rules, my own laws, my own commandments. That's really what man did. God was the lawgiver, the good and righteous and holy lawgiver, and man said, no, God is doing this for suspicious, nefarious purposes. I will be my own lawgiver. I'll make the rules. With that, a tyrant was born. We went from a benevolent dictator to a despot and a tyrant, namely you and me. A tyrant was born and love was lost. God's commandments as the lawgiver, his rules are inspired by love. Rules that convey love. A prohibition that fosters within us love. When man, as this new despot, starts fabricating rules, the rules he makes destroy love. And this is the constant challenge that Jesus runs into with the Pharisees. Again and again, this is the relationship that I've described in the garden and in the fall. This is the relationship that is manifest in Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees and the scribes and the lawyers. Their rules have become tyrannous and love-depleting. They have seated themselves in the seat of Moses, They've become the lawgivers, not God. Their laws do not build love. They're not life-giving. It's not a matter of rules or no rules. There are rules. <laughs> there are rules. It's not a matter of law being bad and lawlessness being good. The problem is the source and the inner meaning and the spirit and the motivation in all of this. The, the Pharisees had in our story, made up rules which prevented Jesus from healing a man. They did not have the love of God in their hearts. And their rules were nothing more than really crushing heavy burdens upon men's backs, as Jesus says in another place, which produced envy and strife and oppression. God's rules produce humility, love, and freedom, and peace. So Jesus tells this parable about humility, one that we're familiar with, about taking the lower place at the table. He tells this parable in direct response to the hostile scrutiny, the hostile scrutiny and judgment of the Pharisees and lawyers when he breaks their rule and heals a man on the Sabbath. They had placed themselves in the seat of Moses, the lawgiver. That's really to place themselves in the seat of God, because God is the lawgiver who gave the law through Moses. It's a sort of shorthand. These Pharisees were usurpers, just like the devil himself, and just like our first parents. Now they were the ones making the rules. But their rules do not result in humility and love, but rather in pride and control and oppression. So the problem in this life is not rules or no rules, but who makes them? The source of the law. The law is good. The law is of the Spirit. 
In fact, I delight every Pentecost in preaching at the Feast of the Pentecost, or at least in the Pentecostal season, on the giving of the law at Sinai, because that's really what Pentecost is about. I'd love to preach in a Pentecostal church someday on Pentecost about the giving of the law at Sinai. I wonder how many Pentecostals make that association. The law is of God. God is the law giver. And now we live in the law of Christ. The law of Christ, which Paul speaks of. The law of love. A new commandment, which is more stringent than the old commandment. But they are God's rules, God's commands, God's love. And they flow out of his abundant and benevolent, gratuitous love for us. When we place ourselves in the place of God, we're going to call the shots and we're going to put ourselves in the place of lawgiver. We become usurpers and our rules become oppressive. Now, the only way for under, to us to understand all of this is to know God's love. Otherwise, we suspect him. We don't like his rules because we think he's trying to protect himself. That they're in his own self-interest. And how many times do we hear people say this? It's terrible to hear people say that God wants people to worship him because he's an egomaniac. How many times have you heard that? How deluded man has become to not see the cross and think he is an egomaniac and that's why he desires our worship. But if we know that we are loved, by God. That is true faith. God's rule, God's law, ultimately, is the manifestation of humility. And that's what the parable is all about. And really, the parable is about Christ himself, God himself, becoming man of a virgin and humbling himself. God is the one who takes the lowest seat, really, that's what the grand story of this parable is about. It's about God taking the lowest seat. But God's rule and God's law is a law of humility, of trust and faith and love. And all of these things, if they are true and real, they will manifest in our lives in obedience. And this obedience brings us to true freedom. Freedom from needing to be God. <laughs> Which is a wonderful thing. If you've ever tried to play God, which all of you have, just in case you didn't know, um, we've all tried to play God, that's a heavy burden to bear. It's nice to be under authority, to be under obedience. Jesus' yoke is easy and light when we just be his children, his sheep, and obey him. When we try and take up his yoke and be God it's a heavy burden to bear. It's a crushing weight. God's rule of love is expressed in this parable as taking the lowest seat. This is the law of Christ. The law of love. To put others first. Humble oneself. To become a servant. To give, not take. A person who lives in fear cannot do this. They're always needing to protect and preserve and take become jealous and envious and closed off when we live in fear. 
But when we're resting in the security of God's love for us, we're at peace and we can risk such behavior as giving ourselves up for others. In the parable, there are two statements that are in the passive voice. He says, these will be humbled and these will be exalted. And this passive voice here indicates that it is an action of God that they will be humbled and exalted. Not, you know, other people. This is God's act. It will come from God, this result of being exalted or humbled. Our humiliation and or exaltation spoken of here, though, it's important for us to understand this is eschatological. The consequences of our life in the end. We may not expect immediate results here and now. Just because you think you're taking the lowest seat doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, your boss is going to come and elevate you or something. That's not what this is about. This is about at the end of your life, in the next world. We take the lowest seat at the table in this whole life. Jesus is not giving us a method for how to get promoted in this world. That's not what this is about. In fact, if you really want to know what your promotion looks like, you look to Christ. What was he promoted to in this world? He was promoted to that cross, a bloody cross. That's your promotion. We join him up on that cross. That's our exaltation. And that's what the gospel says. That is his exaltation. Of course, he is glorified, and we too shall be glorified. But for us, that is in the life to come. So he's showing us in this whole parable the law of love versus the laws of fallen man as usurper and despot. God's commands in our life, if we will heed them with trust in his love for us and obedience and humility, they will bring us to a place of freedom and love. And we can give up that usurpers, tyrannous weight that we've taken up of needing to be our own lawgiver, which only brings us to slavery and oppression. And we can embrace instead the lowest seat, the seat of humility and preference for others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.